Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Our Big Show. This is Our You Fan Jerry, and I'm excited to get back on the podcast uh, circuit. Uh, first show of the year, and uh, it's uh, it's a good time. I think to have the show. Uh, Rutgers, uh, you know, rough night last night. I think not anything that uh, anyone didn't expect against uh, Ohio State. I mean, uh, Rutgers is uh, we can discuss where they are in the process of getting back um, to where they want to be. But uh, it's clearly obviously a long way off in terms of being able to compete against the Ohio States, um, the Michigans uh, and the Penn States uh, of this league, 56 to nothing, you know, last year was 58 to nothing. Um, So, you know, we're definitely not in the situation where we can uh, compete draw comparisons by scores in these type of games. Uh, leaning back to the game last week uh, prior against Nebraska, uh, you know, again, you saw opportunities that were there. Rutgers obviously was winning at, at a certain point in uh, the third quarter or early on in the third quarter after Kai Heston's uh, interception for a touchdown. Uh, so um, discussions uh, definitely were warranted in terms of, of uh, how Rutgers is going about uh, its game planning, uh, you know, perhaps maybe too conservative in, in, in those type of games, but uh, clearly in a game where the talent level uh, is no question uh, where Ohio State, uh, you have, you know, a game there uh, uh, where 56 to nothing really is kind of unfortunately where the program still is. Uh, uh, however, with that said, there's a bye week coming up. Uh, we'll discuss some of that. I'm, uh, I'm excited to have uh, um, Richie Schneiderite of, of uh, Rivals, um, ScarletNation.com coming on in a little bit. And we're going to, you know, kind of get a little bit of uh, uh, his thoughts, um, you know, also around where the team is going and, and then also uh, – the recruiting cycle, because obviously this is all about uh, getting players back the standard that Rutgers used to have, I think, um, prior to the fall of over the prior couple of years. Um, again, in looking ahead, uh, bye week and then uh, Illinois team that is, uh, you know, at this point, one of the lower tier teams in the conference. And there's no, you know, there's no sugarcoating that. Uh, 
obviously Rutgers is as well. So it's an opportunity for both teams, I'm sure, uh, who are looking for an opportunity to get a W. So whether it's uh, Rutgers, who's what now down to 16 straight conference losses, 0-2, 1-4 in the season, uh, and, and Illinois, who is 2-2, but overall, uh, you know, 0-1, they lost 28-6 to in Nebraska. If you want to start pointing to comparison games in terms of scores, you know, 27-17, to uh, Rutgers lost to Nebraska. Uh, it's certainly not a game that the Scarlet Knights are going to go in and, and have to say that, uh, uh, you know, they're behind in terms of the uh, – uh, where – it's an unwinnable game. So uh, moving forward, what we want to do is kind of look at what is the opportunity for Chris Ash to show, uh, again, improvement to the recruits and also uh, to the fan base, obviously, because, uh, you know, if they can go out to Illinois and get a win, homecoming is the following week against uh, Purdue, and, and again – you know, not taken obviously in the situation that Rutgers is, Purdue, just like Illinois, two and two overall, zero and one in the conference. Not not a team that was obviously expected to fill, finish anywhere in the top of of their division. So, uh, an opportunity awaits again for for Rutgers and, and Ash to to you know put away this take this bye week, put away this fifty six to nothing loss to Iowa State, which everybody expected. Um, go out there, hopefully win a game, steal a game, win a game at Illinois. And then you've got an exciting opportunity where you feel perhaps that, well, hey, maybe they could put two games together against uh, Illinois and Purdue and get on a 2 nothing run, a two-game winning streak. And, and, and that's where, where we are right now. And then you're looking at the fact it's the middle to late October. Then you start bringing recruits to the game, and, and, and you're selling something. So, um but it's hard when you lose 56 to nothing, and if they do go out and lose to Illinois, and then it just continues because at the end of the day, uh, while clearly there's improvement on the field, if the team is one and 11 or two and 10, it's it's a hard sell, and and that's uh, you know the the fact, you know, just there's no doubt that that's where uh, uh, you are at this point. So um, that's where Rutgers is. And it's an opportunity again uh, to to be able to uh, um, take the fan base and kind of give them a little bit of excitement. Uh, and and you know the big thing they will probably look forward to, and anyone who's a fan is uh, seeing the young players and how those players are are uh, going to be the future of the team. Uh, and and you see that with. Uh, you know, Jonathan Lewis uh, getting more reps uh, in a game. You know, he, curious calls two weeks ago uh, or a week ago against Nebraska when when Rutgers was in the situation third and one, fourth and one, and and um, just didn't hand it over to him then and. It made no sense. Uh, still boggles my mind why that, that call wasn't made. But now what you see is more of the 
play-by-series, uh, get him in there. They clearly they were not in a situation where they were not going to play him against uh, Ohio State. And, and you know, it, it, you know it, it's valuable experience. Obviously, going three for ten with two interceptions is not um, the storybook uh, beginning that, that perhaps many people um, envision, but uh, it certainly is – uh, if you look back and fall back to, uh, you know, when Mike Peel was here and his first uh, action, he was two, two touchdowns, 10 interceptions back in uh, 2005 uh, before, uh, you know, they, they, he made that vast improvement the year before. So, so getting Jonathan Lewis in there, getting some reps was a big thing. Um, I think it's now set up where with the bye week, uh, you're going to see obviously more of Lewis against Illinois and against uh, Nebraska. So, I'm sorry, against uh, Purdue the following week. So uh, from that point of view, uh, Rutgers definitely could take that out of the game, uh, but really not much else uh, in that Ohio State game. So we'll kind of move over um, and, and uh, forget about that, wipe it off the, the past, and uh, talk a little bit more about the future. So uh, at this time, I definitely want to welcome Richie Snyderwright from Rivals, Scarlet Nation, uh, guys who've listened to the show. I, I've uh, always been, you know, uh, they've been great support. Uh, we've had um, uh, Bobby Darren come on, uh, Sean Brown, and before that, Matt Halotic. So uh, I'm excited to have uh, Richie on. Uh, Richie, welcome to the show. Hey, Jerry. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for uh, getting on. Um, I kind of just, uh, you know, my introduction just had a kind of preamble of uh, a little chat about the Ohio State game, and I think uh, it's kind of one of those things where you just talk and that's it, put it behind you and move on. And, uh, you know, there was really not that much else that was expected there. I think you probably agree on that end. Yeah, 100%. I mean, they they did what they could. Injuries just – they rocked up, and it just hurt them a lot. Now, you mentioned the injuries. Um, I know it's Sunday, and typically they don't really get much information out at this time, uh, you know, until the conf- uh, the press conference. But – but you know, you know, we don't, you know, you don't want to be, I don't know, how do you say, uh, poor us or whatever. But it is, it, it, you know, going into the season, the secondary is probably the one of the units that got everybody the most excited about. And uh, you know, but on Austin, uh, Hester had been playing well, uh, Hampton had been playing well. Now Austin was out, lost him for the year last week, and and then you see Hester and Hampton go down. Uh, I know it's early, but has there been any word on? on their status? Uh, there's no word right now. I know I talked to uh, Bobby Darren. He told me that they're doing some tests today. Um, most likely, like you said, they're not going to know anything until tomorrow when the press conference is. But uh, until then, it's just a guessing game. Yeah, it, it's obviously unfortunate. And not only that, um, it kind of then exposes the weakness or one of the weaknesses of the team, which is depth, right? Because now you're, you're either throwing in, uh, uh, you know, young players or, or, or players that have been, you know, already recruited over potentially. So uh, that is a different, a diff- a difficult, difficult task at hand, but uh, they do have the bye week. So hopefully it's injuries that, that can um, be handled uh, with some rest. And the same thing goes for Janarian Grant, who uh, I guess was in a questionable doubtful status for this game. So, uh, I, you know, again, in two weeks, uh, things will be a little, little bit different, but what I do want to talk, you know, kind of, smashed in between the Ohio State game was, was Rutgers receiving his first commitment for the 2019 uh, year. 
um, Zamar Wise, a quarterback out of Newark, Barringer. Do you have a little bit of more information on, on Wise? Uh, yeah, I've seen the kid throw, I think, three or four times in the past year. He's um, – I don't know how to put it, to be honest, other than he's just an athletic freak. The kid plays multiple positions. He plays DB for Barringer. He plays quarterback. And um, he's actually listed as a pro style in our database. Can be the word dual threat, if you want to call him that. Super strong arm. Uh, he can make plays constantly with his feet. He extends the play really well. Um, I think one of his strongest abilities that I've seen based off in person and in, on tape, he can really throw the ball on the run like really well. Um, trying to think. Really good short ball, good long ball. He struggles a little bit with the intermediate passes. And he's just he brings a different type of quarterback to the system that Rutgers doesn't really have. Like Jonathan Lewis, he's more of a power runner at, I think he's 6'3", 240, 230, something like that. But he'll he'll power through his runs, whereas Wise is more of a, a speed guy, and he'll go around, touch the defender, stuff like that. But like I said, the kid's just a super athlete. So what what are his measurables in terms of size? Um, right now, I think he was listed at our camp at um, 6'2", 185. I want to say he's more like 6'1", 180, 175, around there. He's got to put on weight, obviously, but then again, what freshman or what class of 2019 kid doesn't? Right, right. And I know his coach, you know, high school coach kind of uh, mentioned he has the type of body where he'll be able to put on, on that extra weight when he gets out to a college uh, program. Yeah, he should be able to do that. Actually, speaking of uh, coaches, I had one coach text me yesterday, New Jersey coach, I don't want to mention names or anything, but he told me that, like hinting at New Jersey recruits, how they usually leave. He said the birds usually fly south for the winter, but this this year they're not leaving. So he uh, definitely has a lot yeah, of support I mean, throughout New Jersey. You know, you know, you you guys uh, are around the the recruits and the kids. I mean, how do they deal with games like yesterday, or or you know, just you know, how is the sell you know in terms of like, look, I, I you know. Uh, you know, because I was just saying earlier, right, the team possibly, you know, can improve, but have the same or worse record, you know, than last year. So, you know, do the kids understand this? Um, I want to say most kids kind of understand the situation. They uh, One of the things, obviously, you'd preach from if you're a record is uh, playing time. There's going to be plenty of playing time when you get here there's a good chance you could beat out someone. I think this year there's a couple of freshmen like Bo Melton that proved that point, that they could come in right away and you can play significant minutes. Um, but other than that, most of the recruits see it. They see it building. You see progress here. If you think back, I think special teams was one of the worst special teams last year ever I've seen. But uh, as you can tell this year, it's much improved. Uh, yeah, I mean, it actually was uh, a pleasure watching Anderson punt. I mean, uh the put a few balls in there that were not returnable, uh, you know, and just flipped the field as 50 yards. Uh, it it would be, it's a shame that they can't keep him for longer because I would like to see what he can do of an, you know, in, in an offense where you pin a team down and, and then move along. But uh, now in, in terms of back to, you know, this is obviously the first uh, commitment of the 2019 season, a New Jersey guy mm-hmm. and a quarterback, which you want to have, you know, kind of your leader uh, be of a class, be a quarterback. Um, in terms of Rutgers, was this their top target at quarterback for 2019? Um, it's, it's hard to say top target because they 
didn't really offer a ton of quarterbacks, and if they were really focusing on uh, between Wise, between Maynard and Roberson, the three Jersey quarterbacks, I know they really wanted one, and I would say the fact that they took him right away this early tells you he's one of their top, if not top quarterbacks. And with that said, will will they take another quarterback, or, or will they, you know, you know, kind of shut it down unless obviously some you know four or five star player wants to come. Um, obviously, they have the two in 2018 right now. So I think you're, at that point, you should be good just taking one quarterback per class. I highly doubt they take another one in this class, at least. You might see another quarterback in 21, 2020, around there maybe. But that's like I said, it's just too far down the road to uh, even guess at this point. And so can you actually uh, go over the, the 2018 quarterback commitments? Um. Jalen Chapman, he was on the official visit this weekend. He's actually just – he's a really special player, in my opinion. I've never seen him in person throw, technically, because obviously all the way out in California. But as far as um, watching his tape and everything, the kids – I think he had 50-something touchdowns last year, only like seven or eight interceptions, insane amount of yards. It's just – this year you could – I don't know if you uh, read the boards or if anyone else reads the boards. The recruit stats we uh, post every week, it has Chapman stats, the rest of the commits. And as you can tell, yeah, it's Chapman, 500 or? Uh, yeah, no, but it's past game. Yeah, it's team, 500 yards and five touchdowns, including a rushing touchdown. The kid's really good. He just, um, they, may, they play a really tough schedule out there. I'm talking like top 25 teams every weekend, week out. But uh, other than that, he has a strong arm. He's just, his only negative right now that I can tell is they list him at 6'1". When I met the kid in person, I want to say he's like my height, and that's like 5'11", 5'10", and a half maybe. Got it. So maybe that's – because I, I, my next question, it almost sounds too, be, too good to be true when it's, when it's an out-of-state mm-hmm. player. So I, I was going to ask what, what, what is holding him back there in terms of, uh, I guess, you know, national recruitment. Yeah, I'd say it's definitely his height. It's just it's a big concern. I, I want to say he was an inch taller than me, so I'll give I'll give him the five eleven, five eleven and a half. But um, me and Bobby uh, were actually talking about it the other day. He uh, it's just it's a little bit of a concern when you see a or California quarterback, especially not having many California offers. Right, because I think you know historically, California, you know Texas guys like you kind of find them littered all over the rosters of. Uh, programs out west uh but you know yeah. looks like he's putting it together so you know we'll see um now in terms of the the visitors uh you know i, I bobby had posted a list of visitors that were going out there um to the game last week um yeah did so did Chapman? do we know that chapman definitely made it out to the game um, yeah he and, definitely made it um i'll actually throw this one out there because it's been on the board for quite a bit um sean chambers is actually um not 100% sure if he's going to stick with Rutgers. He's actually on an official visit right now to uh, Wyoming. Hmm. So it's something to and, keep an eye okay. on. Interesting. So um, in terms of the 2018 class, this next class, uh, uh, how, hmm. you know, how close is it to being rounded out in terms of, uh, you know, surprises or, you know, let's not, you know, talk about, the possibilities of decommitments, but uh, you know, mm-hmm. do you expect any additional players that you know are still being targeted? Um, right now, it's, it's 20 kids. It's a, almost a full class. I want to say they go up to maybe 22, possibly 23, depending on who that third kid could be or would be. Um, some of the top targets, obviously, uh, Tyler Friday, 
it's mostly defensive line. So there's Tyler Friday, there's um, Christopher Banks, who they like on defense. Um, obviously, Kamoko uh, Toure's brother, Lance Toure. And um, there's a couple others. Like, there's uh, Jason Mercier out of Florida. He's coming up for an official visit soon. There's um, Nick Fulwider out of Georgia. Um, I'm trying to think of any other names. Uh, the one, actually, one other name, Kamar Memes or Mimes out of uh, Long Branch. He's also one of the top remaining targets on the board for Rutgers. But, like I said, it's two, maybe three spots left total. Now, uh, you mentioned Lance today. Uh, where does Rutgers uh, fit in his uh, commitment? Um, right now, he uh, he kind of visits just about every game. I don't know if it's to watch his brother, to watch Rutgers. It's, it's a tough call on that part. But he still has visits planned coming up to UNC and NC State. Um, I know, obviously, NC State's made a big impact in Jersey this year. They have Devin Leary, Davon Robinson, Josiah Provolone. So, I mean, they, they've definitely loved the Jersey kids. So, it's, I wouldn't be shocked if he went there. But then again, it's it's going to be a tough call for this one. What is the connection with uh, North Carolina State and, and New Jersey? What's is there a – does it have a coaching uh, connection? Um, I'm not really sure. I don't really – like I said, I don't really follow NC State that much. I know the one coach uh, – I forget what his name was. He's been a huge impact in New Jersey. Um, I can't think of it off the top of my head. If, uh, well, if you give me a sec, I could probably look it up. It's pretty interesting, though, when you see something like that. So, it, it, you know, probably is – you know, I, I always talk about, you know, when you – have to, I shouldn't say defend, but when you're trying to bring talk to people about Rutgers, and uh, you know, one of the things I always bring up is you know, you look at the program where it was five years ago in terms of the uh, you know, the talent that was here, um, and and a lot of people fortunately equate their struggles to the fact that they're in the Big Ten, and it's, and it's true in terms of some of these, these big blowouts, but part of it is really it's just talent, you know. It, 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 as good as Ohio State is, or or any of these teams, you know, you put that 2012 team here, uh, you know, it's it, different type of games, and, and uh, mm-hmm. Rutgers needs to get back. And two years ago, you look at where they were, I think, oh for the top 15 in in, in New Jersey. So, um, yeah. you know, this year they're doing, I guess, slightly better, but you know, they're still you know not there yet. Uh, but let me overall, what are your thoughts of of, of the I guess. Um, the direction of the staff and getting themselves, you know, out to, uh, you know, recruiting the state and, and having, uh, and I would say not going to be Penn state, uh, at this point, Ohio state, Michigan, but, you know, keeping guys away from, you know, NC state from Pittsburgh, from Ohio, uh, is he starting to get inroads there? Um, like I said, it's a tough sell. I was actually driving home from, uh, Ocean city, Maryland this past weekend. I just, was looking through Jersey. I was actually telling my uh, my sister when she was in the car about how uh, it's just New Jersey's so different from South to North. It's just you don't see much Rutgers in South Jersey, but obviously they're starting to pick recruiting wise, and kids are starting to come from like Trayvon King from Camden. Um, trying to think of the other South Jersey kids recently. Uh, Owen Bowles, Bowles, uh, Bow Mountain. Like you're getting a couple more South Jersey kids every year. I just think it's a more or less a selling point to come to Rutgers. You, why come to Rutgers? You got to give them a reason why. If they were to, like I said, yeah. I was telling um, 
Sean and Bobby the other day. If they could get a bowl game like one of these seasons, this season, next season, it could turn around big time, I would think, for Rutgers. Yeah, it definitely is a tough sell. I mean, and, and you have uh, New Jersey is a very interesting dynamic. Uh, it's a very populated state. I think you get a lot of people that, you know, you're unfortunately it's Rutgers is 45 minutes to a half hour away from home. Kids just want to get away. Uh, then you have the parochials that are sub the major schools, right? And, and typically they have connections with, with, uh, you know, the Notre Dames and the Penn States and, uh, and, and, you know, Boston college, whatever it be. So it's, it's difficult. It's a difficult sell, but you know, it's, I guess you know, you get out there, but, um, Rich, I appreciate you coming on the show. I mean, um, if uh, you have any other nuggets you want to throw out there, let me know. Uh, otherwise, we'll uh, we'll try to uh, do this again at some point during the season. Oh, I'll take a thing off off the top of my head, but I really appreciate you having me. Good. Now, you know, just a little bit of, I guess, you know, I mentioned I think it's a good opportunity with this bye week and then, uh, you know, Illinois and then Purdue, which are both uh, – as winnable as they're going to get, I should say, in this league. Um, do you get the feeling uh, that, you know, hopefully the staff is, or, or the guys are kind of thinking the same way, like let's, uh, you know, kind of survive this Ohio State game and, and then hope to, you know, make a season out of it in his next couple of games? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I actually wouldn't be shocked if you could if you'd see Jonathan Lewis as a starter. I think right uh, you're going to have to change it up and just, yeah, I think this bye week you got to change it up and do something different to, uh, I guess throw a little bit of a surprise at Illinois. See what happens. Yeah, I think that's probably going. Well, thanks again. I appreciate having you on, and uh, let's do it again in the future. And, and let everybody know how Definitely. they can find you um, on Twitter and uh, uh, Scarlet Nation. Um, if you want to find me on Scarlet Nation, obviously just post on the message board, and you can shoot me a question. I'll feel free to answer as quick as possible. As far as Twitter goes, my name uh, is Richie S. Rivals. And um, shoot me a follow. Great. All right. Thanks a lot, Riz. Yep. Appreciate it. Again, that was uh, Richie Schneider right over at ScarletNation.com, the Ruckles rival site. Uh, get out there if you can. Um, again, you know, we've always uh, uh, had plenty of uh, success in uh, – uh, previous calls with uh, those guys, so I do appreciate them. They do have their own uh, podcast now. Um, and uh, check that out if you can on Scarlet Nation. They have their own podcast, uh, and, and it's actually, it's it's pretty good. Uh, I like to say I may have probably potentially may have uh, motivated a few guys. I know even um, Sam Hellman over Scott Scout now has a podcast too. Uh, so, you know, listen, it's – you know, talking Rutgers and uh, following Rutgers, uh, it, it's there. You know, it's, it's you know, people, I sometimes read the message boards and people are so into, uh, you know, leaving the games early and this. And, and, you know, that's not what's keeping kids away. I mean, nobody's at the game and like, oh, wow, it's third quarter and the team's losing 40 nothing, but people are, are still here. That's awesome. I'm going to come here because of that. So, uh, you know, some of that is really silly. Uh, this is a, you know, I don't mean to be, uh, you know, flipping about what people do in other states, but uh, this is a state where everybody's pretty damn busy. You know, every, you, 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 
whether it's youth sports, whether there's other things to do, the Yankees, the NFL, the Giants on TV, this, your entertainment dollar and your entertainment time is very valuable. Um, you know, but you know, there was moments, uh, you know, when the score was, uh, it was, there was two moments in the game yesterday where I could say where it was pretty, you know, darn on loud and, and, uh, it was 14 nothing, and, you know, it was second quarter, seven minutes ago, and they kind of said, well, you know, this is a big play here. It's third and whatever, third and long. If uh, if Rutgers was to they just sacked him, uh, Barrett, if they were to do it again and get a score, you know, you can actually go down 14-7. to seven. And you felt that excitement, and, and it was there, and it was there. And, and then, boom, it was uh, a long touchdown, and it was 21 nothing. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, I bring this up because, like I said, with the podcast and, and, and the, you know, boards, and I, I try to do this as a voice of the fan. And there's definitely a following that, that will be hardcore and ready to go when this team gets back to uh, uh, competing where it was, uh, you know, four years ago. And, and then doing it for the first time in the Big Ten would be exciting. Uh, but they need they do need the players. And just talking to Richie here and, you know, taking a peek over the top 15, you know, in New Jersey, you know, it's, it's still not there. You know, they, it's, it's, you know, losing guys, uh, you know, now we're talking about NC state, uh, you know, Vanderbilt, like you, you just can't, you got to keep those guys. You got to keep the guys that are going to Vanderbilt in Virginia. Um, and, and, uh, uh, you know, now Carolina state home because that, that puts together depth and that puts together, uh, the kind of uh, base that you need, but it's definitely a tough road. We'll put all this behind us, and um, we're going to definitely uh, uh, use the bye week to get another show in um, before what I say are two very important games uh, coming up. And like Richie said, you know, we, we may see some things like Jonathan Lewis uh, starting. Obviously, we got to temper uh, our, our expectations. Uh, he is a freshman, and throwing the ball is going to be a challenge, but, uh, you know, it, it's definitely – Putting up seven, fourteen points, seventeen points in college football and offense is not going to win you any games. So, uh, you know, perhaps, uh, and it's this is definitely not, you know, to say that bowling is a problem at all. Uh, but you know, you want to see some of these young guys get their experience. So we look forward to that. So we will chat again in the future. Uh, this is Are You Fan Jerry? And thanks um, for listening to my podcast. <laughs>